You're listening to the Contemplative Light Podcast with your host, Clint Sabon. Hello, greetings, and welcome to the Contemplative Light Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Sabom, and glad to be back for another episode here. And thanks to all of our listeners, we are over 100,000 all-time views. I also want all of you to know you can contact me at any time at connect at contemplativelight.com. And or contemplativelight.org. It's connect at contemplativelight.org. You can contact me anytime just with questions. I'm also available for coaching and spiritual direction, um, depending on where you are at or what you need. And we can set up a free exploratory call with that sort of thing. So, again, thanks for listening to this episode. I'm going to get right kind of into it probably be a little bit of a shorter episode, but I feel it's an interesting subject to explore. And still kind of going off of Franz Barton's initiation into hermetics, I'm going to talk about, um, you know, his view of it, of the astral plane is very similar and matches up quite well with uh, my own experience. And my own experience of the astral plane, as well as in the Barden literature, is what most religions would call the beyond, or the other side, or um, heaven, or whatever have you. Um, I think it's actually kind of an in-between phase between here and the uppermost level of the beyond, and it can be contacted you know, in our day-to-day waking life. And it can be contacted in a variety of ways. But um, one qualifier, which is which is very much a part of this that I would like to uh, touch upon, is that the astral plane can be very scary going into it. And sometimes it can be uh, very startling, and you can kind of get shocked out of it very quickly. Um, my own experience is that, sure, I have astral projected at times, you know, kind of rising up above my body, seeing my body in bed. I have done that, but that's not really what I care about. I mean, who cares about that? You know, like that's just kind of unnecessary, like, you know, what are you going to do, fly in the sky or something? I mean, it's it's just, there's really no point to that. So <laughs> that's not really the bulk of, of what I'm going to be going into about the astral plane, because I kind of, I personally, I just feel like that kind of projection is unnecessary, a little startling, and there's just no benefit. I mean, um, you know, and heck, I mean, we've all had dreams that are, um, you know, perhaps not all of us, but a lot of people have dreams where they're flying with their hands. And who knows, that could be a form of astral projection that's happening during sleep. There are people who believe that every time we go to bed, it's a, it's a form of 
astral projection. Uh, I, I don't think that's true. I think there are certain states of sleep that can be definitely going into the other side. Um, usually very deep sleep or usually lucid dreaming where you know it's a dream and you are kind of acting as if you are the character in the dream and doing it very consciously and moving about like that. I think that is kind of a form of visiting the astral plane. And my own experience of the astral plane, though, has been more um, contacting it during waking life um, and contacting it in periods of um, deeper meditation and going into it. And the first few times it kind of did startle me and it startled me only because I kind of met characters that um, there, there are other creatures, there's characters, it's kind of like this otherworldly um, vision, um, kind of like a cartoon, kind of like what's approached in shamanic drumming experiences or, you know, um, anything with indigenous traditions, uh, ayahuasca ceremonies, I guess, which I've never been on, but, but I hear that sometimes they're very similar to that. And, um, so, so stuff like that, but, um, you know, my experience has been visiting it in, in waking life. And when I was shocked out of it, it was mainly because I met characters that gave me messages that were very hard to hear at the time. And one of those I describe in my book, Preparation for Great Light. And they're so hard to hear that I basically end up, um, you know, I basically end up you know, kind of just getting shocked and coming right back into my physical body in the here now, um, as it were, in maybe the room I'm sitting in or the room I'm lying in because it's just like too much to hear. Um, I, I remember there was this one time um, in my early 20s when I first started having these experiences that I uh, basically ran into... Um, a Catholic priest in the astral plane. And he kind of showed me how I met the criteria for all the seven deadly sins and how those would all be nails in the cross of my personal crucifixion. And so, so it was a very Christian experience, but it was kind of like hard to hear. I mean, he wasn't being very gentle about it. He was just kind of nailing me to my cross. And certainly going through your own crucifixion and resurrection is part of the contemplative Christian journey. But I was in my 20s and it was just kind of hard to stomach it all because it was such a shocking experience. And it had happened when I was actually sitting amongst friends and um, you know, in a neighborhood in Atlanta, a more bohemian neighborhood, and, you know, it was a very kind of relaxed, chill environment, and I just kind of went into that all of a sudden when I closed my eyes, and it was just like, whoa, okay, too much, um, but thinking back on it, it was very much true. I did need to go through 
my own transformative process and uh, the way of the cross, so to speak. And, um, and, and in fact, that's, that's a lifetime's work, the way of the cross as presented in Christian mysticism. So running through a lot here, I also had an experience in my early 20s that was um, more like I've heard that um, shamanic or indigenous uh, ceremonies can be like where you're going into what they call the underworld and uh, followed a totem animal into the underworld and started, and it was very pleasant. It was very like, um, you know, relaxed and there were plenty of helpful talking animals and guides and, but it's still kind of like, I almost got too amazed with it. I was, I was kind of like, st like, oh my gosh, I'm so, I'm really actually going into this right now. This is really happening. Oh, wow, wow, wow. And my, my ultra amazement actually ended it and broke me out of it. And there I was just kind of, um, I believe sitting, I was traveling at the time and I was sitting in a hotel room. And so, um, you know, so there's, there's that factor too. A lot of times, you know, we can snap out of this very quickly in visiting the astral plane, but I do want to share the positive experiences I've had, which are very positive and meeting other creatures and people who have passed beyond or somewhere or somehow, you know, hanging out a little bit in the astral plane at different levels of, you know, spiritual transformation or maybe spiritual evolution is kind of the word I want to describe it. And um, it's been very helpful for me in finding a soulmate. Um, it's been fun. It's been encouraging. It's um, always kind of a treat to go into that, um, even if it's just for a short while happening and bringing myself into it is very much, um, you know, a good experience, you know. So the vast majority of my experiences visiting the astral plane, very similar um, to which um, Nancy Rhines uh, talks about in episode 80 on her near-death experience. She went into, I, it, it sounded kind of like the astral plane because she described it as having guides and being taught different lessons. And she knew it was kind of like a um, dimension, you know, kind of between here and the other side. And it was a coma that actually took her into it. And it seemed like in earthly time, it was uh seemed felt like I think two or three months is what she said, but you can go back and listen to that. That's episode 80 and just a really powerful, powerful testimony from Nancy Rhines on, on some of her travels and what happened to her. And it, it is great. And, um, of course you get into, um, Things like, well, where is God and where is Jesus Christ? 
and uh, where is Buddha? And they are way beyond the astral plane. I'll tell you that they're 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 at the top of the they're they're at the very top, you know, of uh, the uppermost heavens, or however you you want to think about it, you know, the uppermost uh, levels. So, you know, those those figures and figures like that are very much at the top of it. Um, it you know, Barden and myself are also universalist mystics. You know, I would almost describe myself as a Christian universalist in many, in many senses, but, um, yes, yes. Um, you know, the deities that I've encountered as far as God and Jesus and Buddha and Shiva are all very much, um, at the top of the top They're they're, they're beyond the astral plane. And that certainly doesn't mean they're not, um, accessible in the astral plane. In fact, they're more accessible in the astral plane than they are in everyday life, but uh, it's been, obviously it's been my experience. They're pretty accessible in everyday life as well. And bodhisattvas that have uh, entered nirvana are, you know, probably also a level beyond. And saints as well, um, for the most part, are you know, I guess they can be contacted more fluidly in the astral plane, but they are you know, most likely beyond it as well. But for the most part, my experience um, in waking life, venturing there has been very positive. And, um, you know, it's very, very much like uh, in between level of some kind. But uh, there haven't been a whole lot of um, malicious, um, beings that I've run into there. It's been mainly teachers and guides that have given me insight into things and, um, very much helped me with stuff. So I'll just leave it at that. I know I threw a whole lot at you there. Uh, you want to re-listen to the podcast, feel free. And again, you can always reach out to me at connect at contemplativelight.org, and uh, I will I will be there um, and try to do my best to get back to you as soon as possible. And um, you know, you can also follow our Facebook page, of course. Um, you know, at Contemplative Light, where we have we've we've kind of dropped off a little bit because we lost a member of the um, group, but. Um, you know, we're still at, you know, a a very large number of likes. So, and thanks again to also all of our writers and our team of writers for keeping the conversation going in our digital magazine. I really appreciate you all and you are free to reach out to me uh, at the same place. So, Um, Many blessings to everyone. I know these are very kind of uncertain times we're living in, so I hope you're staying safe and healthy and um, doing as best as possible in, in all areas of life. And spirituality can be a way to reconnect during during such times. Okay, that's it for now. I will talk to you on the next episode.